Revelation chapter uh, 12, and we're going to read verses 1 through 5. And there appeared a great wonder in heaven, a woman clothed with the sun. And I have found on the internet a um, uh, one artist's conception of what he thought this vision looked like, you right down below there. Uh, as we're reading, a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet, and upon her head a crown of twelve stars. And she, being with child, cried, travailing in birth, and pain to be delivered. And there appeared another one wonder in heaven, and behold, a great red dragon having seven heads and ten horns, and seven crowns upon his head. And his tail drew the third part of the stars of heaven, and did cast him to the earth. And the dragon stood before the woman which was ready to be delivered, for to devour her child as soon as it was born. And she brought forth a man-child who was to rule all nations with a rod of iron. And her child was caught up into God, to his throne. Um, let me tell you before we get into this, that a lot of this that we're going to be talking about tonight in this, in this vision of John having the sun-clad woman, a lot of it has already happened. Uh, and part of it is still reserved for future date. But over half, over half of it has already taken place. And when I begin to bring this out in the handout, I think it should click on some lights for you. Uh, those of you that's uh, been in the Bible for any time at all. So as we break this down, number one, we're going to talk about the vision of the woman. Now, some people... I have heard call this woman the church. This woman does not represent the church. Just because the Bible talks about the church being the bride of Christ, every woman in the Bible is not the church. My Lord, I mean, you've got, you've got the mother harlot. That woman, she ain't the church. She's a false church. This, this woman... Is I got it outside. Look at your handout. Represents the nation of Israel, and we're going to see why in just a few minutes. Uh, why this woman he saw uh, in this in this vision represents uh, the nation of Israel. It said she's clothed with the sun. This is symbolic of Jacob. And I'll give you scripture for that in a few minutes. The moon under her feet, symbolic of Rebecca. Amen. Jacob's wife. Said she's crowned with 12 stars. These 12 stars represents the 12 tribes of Israel. That's what they're symbolic to. 12 stars, 12 tribes. She was pregnant 
with child represents the Messiah or Jesus Christ. Now, if you turn to the back of that, some of these I told you about clothed with the sun and moon under feet, and I said symbolic of Jacob. In the book of Genesis, chapter 37, verses 9 and 10, then he dreamed still another dream. This was Joseph. And told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream, and this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. Now you see, the Bible always interprets the Bible. Remember that. Scripture interprets Scripture. And right here in Genesis 37 tells you the meaning of the sun and the moon and the stars and lets you know that the identification of this woman that he saw, he saw this vision and he was looking at Israel, the nation of Israel. Uh, Joseph had a dream. And in his dream, he saw the sun, the moon, and at that time, there was just 11. 11 stars bowed down to, to me. So he told it to his father and to his brothers, and his father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down the earth before you? See, Jacob realized that when he had this dream, of the sun, moon, and stars, if that represented him and his wife and their family. And he rebuked his son. You know, I mean, we're going to be bowing down to you. This right here, of course, is a wholly different story that happened in the Old Testament, but yet it gives you the identification, what the Bible identifies as being the nation of Israel. This vision of the sun-clad woman shows the importance of the nation of Israel in relation to the total plan of God. God has not and will not replace Israel with the church or any other people. In fact, the Scriptures teach that God turned to the Gentile nation, and I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, to provoke Israel to jealousy. There are some people preaching false doctrine, Sadly, some of my apostolic brothers are involved in it when they tell people that the church has taken the place of Israel. We're the new Israel. That's junk. It's hogwash. Hallelujah. I can tell you that in confidence. I've been in this stuff long enough to know, and I understand prophecy enough to know. Hallelujah. God has not forsaken the land of Israel. They're the apple of his eye and will always be. And the day's going to come that the door to the Gentile is going to slam closed. And when that day happens, there'll never be another Gentile saved. God will go back to the land, to the nation of Israel. And during that period, during the tribulation period, he's going to be working with Israel to try to make them see the light of who he is. And they will accept him, and be, be saved. And somebody brought up the question two or three weeks back. Um, now, there are Jews today who are 
what, what they call messianic Jews. A messianic Jew is a Jew who's accept Jesus as the Messiah. And they have become Christians. They have repented, been baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost. And they're in the church. And they will go with, with the church. Hallelujah. But the nation of Israel as a whole still has not accepted who Jesus is. They haven't accepted. You know, and I'm a firm believer that the Trinitarian people is a big cause of that because the Jews do not accept it could ever be more than one God. They, they, they believe the heart of their teaching, and I'm going to throw out a big word to you. I, 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 uh, I, I try not to, but the heart of the Jewish faith is centered around a word called monotheism. And one Godism. And the creed of, of Judaism is found in Deuteronomy that says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is not three lords, not two lords, but one Lord. Hallelujah. So they can't accept the Catholic teaching of three. If they hadn't come along and started teaching that false doctrine, the Jews were probably already accepted. Uh, because it's dealt within them that there's only one God. The hallelujah. That's why God has been with them all these years. Because out of all the people, the Jews are the only ones that's ever said that there's only one God. Hallelujah. And his name is Jehovah. Hallelujah. All we have to do now is to get him to understand that the Jehovah of the Old Testament is Jesus of the New Testament. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Romans 11 and 11. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Talking about the Jews, the Israelites. God forbid. But rather, through their fall, salvation has come to the Gentiles for to provoke them, the Jews, to jealousy. I mentioned this a couple weeks ago, you know. I mean, uh, sometimes... Uh, Sometimes some folks are, are known to make out like they're uh, interested in, in somebody. They're not really interested in them. They're just doing it to try to get somebody else upset and jealous. That's a bad thing to play, but people have been known to do that. Uh, and uh, just, like, uh, just like one time Barney got upset with Thelma, Thelma Lou and he, tr he tried <laughs> Anybody remember uh, Barney and Thelma Lou? I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> it turned out a big, whole big problem between them and Andy and, and all the rest of them, you know. Uh, God is using the Gentiles to make them jealous. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, let's talk about the vision of the dragon. And um, we've got another ar artist rendition of this beast, this uh, this dragon, which by the by the way, I mean we know they. I mean now we we you read comic books and and all that stuff, and uh, you think about far breathing dragons and all that stuff. We we know they ain't they ain't no animal. Uh, that's a that's a a, a, a reality a dragon, uh, but uh, the Bible uses the word dragon 
to, um, uh, for one thing, to identify a particular fallen angel. Anybody know who that is? Lucifer. Amen. The devil, Satan. Vision of the dragon. Said he had seven heads, ten horns, seven crowns. <laughs> seven, all right. The seven heads represent seven mountains. Now, we ain't got that far in Revelation yet, but the Bible talks about the great harlot sitting on seven mountains. There's only one city in the world that identifies with that, and they're world famous. What is that, Brother Hart? Huh? Rome. They're named. They're called the Seven Hills of Rome. Rome is the seat of all false religion. They all got a, those hills got a name. And uh, uh, he used that to identify Rome. Uh, ten horns that this dragon has represents the Ten Nation Union. Now, the Bible teaches, and we ain't got this far yet, but we'll get, get to it. Uh, in the 13th and the 17th chapter of Revelation. But there's going to be ten countries that's going to come together and unite to form the new world order. And these ten, ten countries is going to uh, become one, and they're going to have one head, and it's going to be the beast, the Antichrist. That coincides with something ten in the Old Testament, the ten toes in Daniel's vision. Hallelujah. Amen. See, it all comes together, fits together as a puzzle. Uh, so seven crowns represent seven Gentile nations. Um, we'll, we'll be talking a little bit more about that a little bit later. Look over in Revelation 17, verses 9 through 12. On page, should be page 44. It says, Here is the mind which has wisdom. Seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sits. See, I'm not coming up with this stuff I'm telling you. I'm finding this stuff out of Scripture. I'm not getting up here telling you stuff that I've concocted. Well, I think this represents this. It's like I said, let Scripture interpret Scripture. Then you don't have no doubt as to whether or not you got the right answer or not. Uh, here's a mind that has wisdom. The seven heads are seven mountains on which the woman sat. There are seven kings. Five have fallen. One is... And the other is not yet come, and when he comes, he must continue a short time. And the beast that was and is not, and we're going to be talking about this further when we get into the 17th chapter of Revelation. Uh, and the beast that was and is not, he himself also is the eighth, and is of the seven, and is going, in, going to perdition. The ten horns which you saw are ten kings, Kings, kingdoms, nations, who have received no kingdom as yet. Now, that, that's, he's talking about the time that he was writing. It's 2,000 years. He said, they don't have a kingdom now. 
He said, but they're going to receive authority one hour as kings with the beast. Okay, so that all that answers those things of the vision of the dragon about the seven heads, the ten horns, and seven crowns. Now, the man-child. Here's another. If, if the twelve stars and the moon and the sun is not enough to convince you that when he saw that sun-clad woman, he, he was looking at the nation of Israel, this ought to tell you. Uh, the Bible said, we read, that the dragon sought to devour this child as soon as it was, it was born. What happened after Jesus was born in Bethlehem? Uh-huh. And who was it? It was Rome. Amen. Right. And they sent an army, an army into Bethlehem, and he wanted to make sure he got this child-born king and the Bible talked about the Scripture in the Old Testament. Rachel, mourning for her children, but would be not comforted. He commanded to kill every, every kid in the city from two years old and down to make sure he got Jesus. Hallelujah. That was the dragon through Rome trying to kill Jesus. Hallelujah. Jesus said, if the world hates you, know that it's hated me before it hated you. Hallelujah. If I was in a religion that everybody was in love with, I would be, I'd be concerned about that. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus said, if they hate you, know this, that they have hated me before they hate, hate you. Hallelujah. Amen. All right, destined to rule all nations. That's going to happen during the millennial reign. Now, I, we won't, when we get in Revelation talking about the thousand years, I won't be covering that because we've already studied it. I spent several weeks on the millennial reign. Uh, and uh, Jesus, during that millennial reign, is going to rule all nations, set up on this earth. So that's why I told you when Jesus Christ... What some of these jokers are teaching, everybody teaching, when Jesus comes, this whole world's going to be exploded and it's all over with. The world's not going to end when Jesus comes. The world ain't going to end when Jesus comes. Hallelujah. Jesus is going to set up shop on planet Earth. He's going to rule and reign. How long, Brother Art? A thousand years. Now I'm talking about the millennial reign. He's going to rule for a thousand years. Jesus is. Hallelujah. That's this destined to rule all nations. He was called up to God. That talks about the ascension when, uh, after he walked the earth uh, uh, after his resurrection. And then they watched him being taken up into the heavens. He was called up. The Bible says he was called up in the clouds, received him uh, out of their sight. They kept watching, they kept watching where they saw the last bottom of his foot as it vanished in the clouds. And two men in white apparel, angels, stood by. What do those two angels have to say? 
Yeah. Why are you standing around here gazing into the Man, that right there, that'll preach. Hallelujah. We got a lot of apostolics standing, standing looking around, gazing. Hallelujah. When we should be doing what he told them to do. He told them to go back to Jerusalem and pray and tarry till they be endued with power from on high. Those two angels rebuked them and said, Why stand ye gazing into the heaven? Because this same Jesus, have you seen go up into heaven, shall come again, what? In like manner. <laughs> Woo! I like that song. I believe he's coming back. Like he said, I believe that the trumpet's going to sound so loud. One day it's going to wake the dead. Hmm. <laughs> Brother Paul, I'll start running here in a minute. Revelation 19.15, we're about pulling it to a close. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself would rule them with a rod of iron. See, it was, it was Israel who gave birth to the Messiah. Israel was the nation that gave us. Apostle Paul talks about this in his writing. It's through the Jews that we got the Savior. This woman pregnant with child was a na- If it wasn't for Israel, we wouldn't have a Jesus. Hallelujah. Acts 1 and 9. And when he had spoken these things while they beheld, he was taken up. And a cloud received him out of their sight. That's where he was called up. Amen. Uh, that basically covers that what we talked, what I've read about tonight. Now, anybody got some comments or questions about it? Uh, 